Welcome to the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. I'm your host and teacher, Eddie Hyatt. Hey, we're continuing our exciting discussion about slavery in the Bible. And, and uh, we'll include some discussion about slavery, slavery in America. But uh, this is based on Ephesians chapter 6, verse 5, where Paul said servants, or, or the New King James says bond servants, which were slaves, uh, be obedient to your master in all things. So it is the Bible uh, accommodating or proving a slavery? No, absolutely not. And, and as I pointed out yesterday, I'm not going to repeat everything, so you need to go back and listen to yesterday's podcast. Slavery was a part of the life, the laws, the culture. It was totally embedded and entwined in the, the culture and the laws of the Roman Empire. And so uh, it would be like you and I writing a letter, let's say, or uh, to the underground church in China that is living under atheistic communism. And I know from people who have been there that Christians are spied upon. And the ones who really believe the Bible and believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, they have to meet in secret. That it's, that's why it's called the underground church. But they are continually spied upon, and uh, especially their pastors and their leaders are arrested and thrown in prison. And so if if we were going to write a letter to those people, we would have to uh, be aware of the situation that they are living in and, and not encourage them to do something that would jeopardize, jeopardize them and their flocks. Yes, they have to stand for Jesus, they have to stand for for what is truth, but but we would have to encourage them not to go out of their way to put their lives and the lives of their congregations in jeopardy. The same thing, say, if you were writing it. And by the way, I do communicate with people in Muslim countries where um, where they cannot in any way criticize Islam or Mohammed, uh, and also countries such as Afghanistan. And Saudi Arabia, where, where Christian churches are not allowed at all. And, uh, and, and if you're writing a letter to Christians in those countries, you would not tell the women, oh, I'll just throw off those head coverings. You don't need to bother with that. No, you would encourage them to negotiate their way carefully through the culture and the laws under which they are living, but realizing that Jesus ultimately has come to set us free. You know, in talking about this, it reminds us how blessed we are here in America that Christianity grew to such a uh, a place in Europe. And yes, those who founded America, they came here fleeing religious persecution, but they also had a desire for liberty. And it was actually their desire for liberty, which is based in Scripture, that ultimately enabled them and their uh, their, their children and grandchildren to come to a place to totally eliminate slavery from America at a time it was being practiced in most of the world. So, um, so Paul is writing, slavery is a part of the world, and you know, the Bible is written in this fallen sinful world. Slavery came into the world at the time of the fall in Genesis 3, when our first parents turned away from God and said, no, we're going to do our own thing. We don't need God telling us how to do it. 
we will create our own world and our own moral system and so on. And they open the door to Satan and they open the door to sin. And that's when so many horrible things, including death and including slavery, came into our world. And as I pointed out uh, yesterday, slavery has been practiced by all kinds of peoples and civilizations for all of human history. And so the Bible reflects the real situation in which the biblical writers are writing. This is why in the Old Testament, the Bible talks about the patriarchs having multiple wives and concubines. David had seven wives. Now, it is not affirming those things. It is merely describing how things are in a fallen and sinful world. And when Paul is writing and he says things like he does here, that is merely a reflection that he's having to write and deal with things as they are in a fallen and sinful world. But let me show you how Jesus and how Paul went to the very root of the problem instead of coming at it forcefully and outwardly and institutionally they dealt with it by going to the very heart of the problem. And uh, unless we get to the heart of the problem, unless we pull up sin by the roots, we'll just grow back. But listen to the words of Jesus. Jesus was all about liberty and freedom. We know, of course, though, that freedom and liberty begins in the heart. It begins by being free from Satan and from sin. But Jesus said in, in Luke 18, this is the very beginning of his ministry, what a, and this is his mission statement. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty. Do you hear that? To proclaim liberty to the captives. I have come, he said, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the acceptable or the favorable year of the Lord. I'll go back and just focus for a bit on, on that part of this statement in verse 18, Luke 4, 18, where he says, he has sent me to proclaim, that means to announce, to proclaim liberty to the captives. Now, that statement is hearkening back. Uh, this is actually a quote from Isaiah chapter 60. And many, many biblical scholars believe that Isaiah 60 is a jubilee passage that Isaiah, talking about proclaiming liberty to the captives, is hearkening back to Leviticus. I believe it's chapter 15. Is it chapter 15? Or is it chapter 25? Let me just turn over to my Bibles because some of you will want to look this up. Um, it, it, it's, it's where that God established a year of Jubilee. And so I'm looking at it now. Let's see. Yeah, I believe it must be. Yeah, it, it must be Le Leviticus chapter 25. Let me turn over to that. Uh, yeah, Le uh, Leviticus 25. God told them that they were con to consecrate every 50th year, and the, the whole economic system in the 50th year was called the year of Jubilee. Everything was to be level. 
All debts were to be canceled. Uh, they didn't have bankruptcy laws. So a creditor, if you got yourself in debt to someone and couldn't pay, he could enslave you until you worked off the debt that you owed. And so, but in the year of Jubilee, all debts were canceled, all slaves were freed. And if you had mortgaged your family inheritance, your family home uh, during that time, your family inheritance came back to you. Your debt was canceled, and everybody was able to go back to their to their ancestral home, their in- ancestral estates, their homes, their possessions, and all the debts were canceled. It was a wonderful year. And uh, at the beginning of that year of Jubilee, there were people who were sent forth to go throughout the land because they, you know, they didn't have Twitter and and emails and 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 and, and our modern forms of communication. So they sent people out to proclaim the year of Jubilee, to proclaim, to announce liberty. Hey, folks, your debts are canceled. Hey, you slaves, you can go free. You, you, you're not under bondage anymore because your debt's been canceled. Hey, your home, you can go back to your ancestral home. I know you had to mortgage it and you had to sell it, but it's it's yours again. You can go back to it. So, so that year of Jubilee was a wonderful time. What this is telling us here is what Jesus is saying. Hey, I'm your jubilee. I have come to set the captives free. I have come to proclaim liberty to the captives, to speak good news to the poor, to tell you that your debts are all canceled. You're free from all of that bondage. Wow. Jesus is all about liberty and freedom. And if anything is holding you in bondage today, he has come to set you free. He has come to liberate the captives, to proclaim liberty to the captives. And I will close this episode by reading the passage that I read yesterday in John chapter 8. What a powerful verse that is. Jesus also said, made this statement. Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. So the beginning place of freedom is in our hearts, in our lives. Freedom from the bondage of sin. Freedom from the bondage of Satan. And that is where the scripture begins. But then it works out. From there. And tomorrow I'm going to share with you one of Paul's letters where he tells, he instructs a slave owner to receive back his runaway slave. He tells him, no longer as a slave, but as a brother in Christ, because the gospel is beginning to take root. And that liberty that has started in the heart, it's beginning now to work itself out into the outward realm in life and in relationships with others. And it's affecting the master-slave relationship there in Rome, in Ephesus and Colossae. I'm Eddie Hyatt. This is the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. I look forward to being with you tomorrow as we continue this discussion about uh, the Bible and slavery. And I would like to offer you a book. Uh, It's called 
abolitionist founding fathers. I'd like to tell you about it. Abolitionist founding fathers, sin, slavery, and redemption at America's founding. And uh, it's available on my website, eddiehype.com. It's also available uh, at Amazon. And it has very important information, especially with, um, with, with uh, for example, Juneteenth, which we just had yesterday. And then July the 4th coming up uh, in a few days. It's very important truths and information that you will want to have to share with your friends. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow.